Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Catherine. Catherine is in charge of business development for startups and VCs at Amazon Web Services in, in America. And we're going to talk about what AWS does for fintechs and uh, how they approach the cooperation with the fintechs and uh, obviously what you can get out of that kind of cooperation. So welcome, Catherine. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Great, great to hear. So can you briefly describe AWS's approach to startups overall, whether that's from partnering to selling services to investing, etc.? Sure. So I'm Catherine Van Nuys. And for those of you who are not as familiar as I certainly was not a few years ago, AWS offers a great value proposition to startups with low cost, easy to use infrastructure to build and grow their business. And so we provide the global secure infrastructure for companies to get up and running immediately. And it's a variable cost. So startups don't have to raise as much capital to get up and running and build out their infrastructure. And so I'm part of a startup organization that's made up of former founders, investors, startup executives that are focused on supporting startups from the very early stages all the way through the different phases of their growth. And so within fintech, we have household names that are building on AWS, which is Affirm or Klarna or Coinbase, TransferWise and others. And so our team partners with startups around the world to help them build, launch, grow and scale their business. And so that will come in the form of the cloud infrastructure. And when we think about databases and storage, serverless technology, higher level machine learning and artificial intelligence services, but then also think about it from a partnership perspective, because we want to be a long term, we want this to be a long term relationship with our customers. And so we think about how do we provide resources throughout their journey, whether that's tackling challenges from early stage fundraising or maybe it's building technical teams and helping develop startup culture. So we really think about how can we both provide the technology, but then also think about being a partner, helping on the education side. And then we have a number of go-to-market and other programs, which, which I'm certainly happy to talk about as well. Great. So your title is the U.S. Head of Fintech Business Development Startups and VC. I mean, let me maybe actually uh, zoom in on the VC as well, because I knew about startups and the cloud services you provide. What do you do for the VCs? Sure. So our team, a large part of my role, and then we have an entire VC team that is not not necessarily vertically focused, but is partners with venture capital firms. And the idea is that we become partners with them to provide services to their portfolio companies. And so by forming these strategic relationships with the leading investors, we make sure startups, it's it's a scalable way to make sure we're reaching high potential, high priority startups with our programs. And so that's, you know, Andreessen and Horowitz, Bank Capital, QED and others, along with fintech accelerator and incubators, you know, Barclays Techstars or the Fintech Sandbox or Venture Center and others, 
and we say, how can we help your portfolio companies? So we offer something called the AWS Activate program. And that has benefits designed to give early stages the right mix of tools and support so that they can optimize performance, manage risk, and perhaps certainly very important uh, is keeping costs under control for, for these startups. And so that's te- credits, it's technical support, it's training and resources. And then the idea is we are always here if a company maybe wants to move to AWS, if they're not already building, or they're looking to get the right mix of support and service, we're, we're there to help build those strategic relationships. Right. So, and within your industry vertical fintech, what kind of startups are you focusing on? What do I mean by this? You know, some are maybe B two B fintechs. What, what what that means is maybe they need clouds more than than others. Do, can you actually do it like this? You know, saying, "Well, I want to talk to Rectech or B two B because they're gonna use cloud more than others," or it's hard to do it from that perspective. Sure. So, well, one thing I think fintech is a pretty broad definition. I'm sure as you have guests from all different areas within banking or capital markets or reg tech or payments, insurance. And so it really does run the gamut. I think startups overall are cloud native. So they're all using AWS services. I think what we think about is how do we help them holistically from both the entrepreneurs just getting started to some of the largest fintechs that are out there. And we have different programs and resources that are relevant to companies depending on that stage and their target customer. So as you just mentioned, are they B2B? C or they be to B. And so um, so it's more about funneling the startups and getting them into the right resources depending on depending on where we can be most helpful. And so for the B2B example, when you think about startups that are selling into financial institutions, we absolutely partner to help them become enterprise ready. And we have what's called a well-architected review so that they can be best positioned positioned to win that business. In part, I used to work in financial services and at larger institutions and also running capital markets and business development for a number of fintech startups. And so I've seen that pain point of selling into enterprises. And so that's always been an area that I love to see how we can be helpful there. Uh, and it's certainly something that we hear from customers, helping go to market, helping them win more business is always a need that they have. And so along those lines, we also have what's called the AWS Partner Network, and that helps companies build, market, and sell their AWS offering. And so we provide business, technical, and marketing support. And that might include webinars or speaking opportunities for lead generation and even direct customer introductions. And so a couple of fintechs that have taken advantage of this program are Behalf. They do on-demand purchase financing for businesses. And then also Behavox, kind of along, along the RegTech uh, lines that automates trade surveillance to help identify misconduct and insider threats. Those are two very different company or have different products and different target audiences, but both have seen a lot of value in going to market and partnering uh, with AWS. Right. And how do you find the startups? How does your scouting work? Or do you have so much inbound that, uh, you know, all you do is you sit at home and uh, just uh, sift through the uh, applications? (laughs) So I think a few ways. One is AWS is such a strong brand. It's such a strong value prop. We've been around the longest. We have the, the most depth and breadth of services that we offer. And so I think a lot of companies just automatically start building on us or might be familiar with us um, from the outset. So some of it's just inbound, they know to get started. Uh, Another part of it is through these relationships we have with accelerator incubators, VCs, is when, when they make investments, 
part of the benefits they provide the companies is, hey, you can get credits, you can get resources at AWS. So that's another way that we get in front of and, and, and reach customers. And then we do a lot of thought leadership. We have you know, events and summits and we have lofts and, and that helps get in front of a lot of startups as they're very early stage and, and starting to build. So it's a lot of different ways that we reach our customers. All right. So, I mean, there are a lot of benefits that you offer. You mentioned uh, credits as well. So how does the selection process work? You know, obviously, maybe when it's a paid service, you do a check on them like on any other customer. But if you do give credits, then how do you choose who to give credit to and who, who not to? Sure. So our credit programs are done in conjunction with our partners. And that's one of the ways that it just helps us validate at scale companies. And so if they're getting an investment from a venture capital fund, or they got accepted into one of the programs, accelerator programs that we work with, that's a validation point. We might also have bootstrapped companies, and in which case they don't come through one of these programs. And then they'll reach out often, I'll get in touch with them and, and I'll help work with them. And then we also have what's called a founders tier. And that's really for any early stage company that can get access to $1,000 in credits um, to kind of help them as they're getting started. Right. And uh, well, I mean, let's talk about also how you make money or how does the economic work, right? Uh, economics work. You mentioned that uh, using a cloud is fantastic for building a business, right? Because you, you, are, bas- you are charging them as they go, right? It's variable cost. You don't need to try to raise money to build data centers and things like this. But can you give people an idea in case they haven't looked into the fees, etc.? How cheap is it really to do it with you? Sure. So I think when you when you look at cost, it really depends. It's, it's going to vary very much based on the type of infrastructure that they have. And so what we're really good at is helping try to keep costs as low as possible. So AWS ha- continues to lower services, lower prices on our services as we get the different economies of scale. And so I think that's one of the real benefits that companies have when building on us is they they can leverage th- the economies of scales that we that we have built overall. There's different programs too when you think about your computing storage. If you have a good sense of how much you're going to need, there's all different ways to get discounted. Um, things called reserved instances and savings plans. And so I think cost optimization and lowering the cost is a, is a huge focus for us and, and absolutely happy to talk with various companies around uh, around what that might look like. Right. And uh, well, you mentioned that you do a lot of outreach and thought leadership. Uh, that implies, obviously, that you cooperate with the other actors in the ecosystem. Uh, you're well known also you know, in other countries to be very active in the startup uh, startup world. So can you mention some of the examples how you cooperate in the U.S., for, exa- uh, for example, with the other actors, whether that's hubs, you know, incubators, accelerators, or, you know, you, you touched on the cooperation with the VCs already? Sure, yeah. So I spoke about the VCs. When you think about the accelerator and incubators, we also, we try to do things because we have so many customers at scale. So any ways that we could, for example, we're putting together a program around security and compliance for startups that are, are just getting started. And we roll that out to our different partners. So FinTech Sandbox is, is a great partner. Barclays Techstars is another. Um, certainly, we work with Y Combinator and larger organizations to help provide resources and content to, to those programs. We also work with organizations. So in the UK, we work with Innovate Finance. In the US, I'm doing some work with NVIDIA and others. Wherever we can partner with organizations that have a common mission of helping startups succeed, there's usually an opportunity for us to kind of work together uh, to do that. 
And so another thing that might be worth mentioning as well is I'll also work, you know, with the fintech focus with some of the financial services innovate in the innovation groups, uh, of course, the strategic in- investment arms and venture venture arms as well. Uh, and we have a program that helps work to connect enterprise, bank, capital markets, insurance customers with our startup customers. So it's a global program to help startups and enterprises build meaningful relationships because we have customers on both ends of the spectrum. So if we can help bring them together uh, when enterprises can leverage these startup solutions for their own applications and their own business and to help drive better outcomes for customers, we also help facilitate some of those interactions. Great stuff. I wanted to dive into something as well, something else as well, which sometimes may be a bit painful. I mean, uh, how do you monitor or how do you define the success, success of your partnerships? Sometimes it's in your case, you provide services, you know, you're getting paid, that's all great. But some of the things are probably a little bit more strategic, right? Or maybe they take more time and effort. So when uh, it is a success for you, and uh, when do you need to step in and change things? And how do you get that done so that uh, in that fast-changing startup world, all the parties are happy? Sure. So it's interesting because we have to manage both kind of high-touch interactions with our highest priority partners and then scalable ways of, of reaching others. And so when we look about success, it's more about how are we, are we, how are we helping customers? Like what are the end results for the customers that we're trying to reach? And so if that means... We're getting con- we want to get content, whether that's engagement through signing up for webinars or signing up, you know, requesting access or speaking with our solutions architects. We measure it by the engagement level we have with the customers in each of, the, of these programs. And so uh, and then we just will dedicate res- resources appropriately based on you know, the ROI of time spent and the number of customers that we can that we can get in front of. All right. I mean, my next question is, though, uh, do you have any lessons learned that you can share? In other words, you know, you've been in your role for a while. Is there something that uh, either is positive or, uh, you know, not so positive that you that you'd like to share as uh, for others to avoid or to learn from it? Uh, Maybe also in a good way, you know, maybe something that you worked on and uh, and worked out uh, tremendously well. So why not to inspire others? Sure. So one of the things that we've done, I think that's worked very well, especially, you know, when, when COVID happened and we had to really think about moving to a more virtual audience and, and how do we how do we engage? I think that's where we found a lot of opportunity to to leverage these partnerships for more of this virtual this virtual content and virtual engagement. And so we have our own ways of reaching customers, but we wanted to partner to make sure we were getting uh, both highlighting the startups and the businesses that are building on AWS, and then also um, reaching more customers to tell those stories. And so one example of a partnership that's done really well is with NVIDIA. They uh, do GPUs for kind of heavy, right. uh, heavy high compute intensive uh, uh, machine learning workloads. And so we are, we actually have a panel coming up next week where we're featuring our joint customers, Bluevine, Upstart, and Clink, and talking about AI and the customer journey. So I think when we, what's worked well is when we both have a common end goal, common customers, uh, and common, but we're coming at it from slightly different angles and have different networks that we can, we can get the message out there. And you mentioned, you know, several startups you worked with. What are your favorite startup success stories that you could share? I mean, and I know it is very difficult because you can only pick a few, but and you don't want to offend the others. I get that. But 
you know, so let's say this is completely random and uh, blame me that, you know, that I was pushing you for time or something, but, you know, maybe just uh, two or three. Sure. So, well, one that I, I love uh, in parks, I used to work in, I was in lending and peer-to-peer lending and, and know this team well, but is Cabbage. And so they're a small business lender, I guess, technically they're not a startup because they were just acquired by American Express. But I think what's interesting is, so they run on AWS and have relied on the elasticity and scalability as they helped almost 300,000 of their small business customers get access to, it's called PPP funding. So for those listeners not in the US, that's a payment protection program. It's a uh, small business administration and loan program that was designed to help businesses keep their workforce employed during this COVID crisis. And so they were the second largest PPP provider in the country by volume, which is kind of incredible for this, you know, really alternative finance you know, lending company. Uh, and so they also utilize various AWS machine learning services to automate and scale out their operations. So they've done you know, incredibly well. I think another one that would be pretty familiar to this audience is Stripe. So they've delivered their PCI DSS compliant payment platform on AWS since 2011. And they rely on the security best practices and easy auditability of the AWS platform. And so they've been able to scale seamlessly and increase their developer productivity. They now handle billions of dollars every year and are in over 40 countries, I believe. And so neither of these are really startups anymore, but I think they were, they certainly were startups when we first engaged with them uh, and they would leverage the most secure, compliant, resilient cloud to build very successful businesses. So I think they're two, two companies that a lot of others will look to and, and can learn from on how from a very small, at a very small size to get building. And then as they've scaled and really grown dramatically, we've like, they've been able to do that Um very, very well on AWS. Of course. And, you know, when I talk to founders, I'd like to always encourage them if this is a fintech business or tech business, the sky is the limit. Um, and, uh, you know, you can use AWS uh, to help you there. You know, why not? Right. And uh, you shouldn't limit yourself. Uh, the odds are not great, but they are not zero. Right. And you can look up to these examples. <laughs> so why not? You mentioned uh, that you also do the outreach and that you were very proud that you were able to adopt and, uh, you know, do these events, social events or uh, outreach events this year virtually. Some people saying, you know, they are tired of these video calls and things like this. <laughs> so how did you go about it? Yes. I mean, do you have any secret tricks how to make it more interesting? Because some people say, you know, I, I had eight <laughs> of these today. I'm sick of this, right? Or uh, there are also apparently some startups who offer airline food they deliver to your home if you miss that that kind of thing uh, i guess you didn't go down that road but um mm-hmm. how did you see that kind of transition yes yeah, so I, I i think you're right when it first started even i was signing up for all these events and then when it came time to dial in other things were going on and so you weren't always able to and so what i think we've tried to do is both get content available and then make it on demand after because a lot of times I couldn't join in, but I was interested. And so then when I had time, I would listen. And so making these like these virtual events, something that we do live, but then others can listen to later. We've gotten a lot of engagement after the fact with some of our content or creating a blog post that's talked about the event and talked about what was what was discussed right. after as well as a mean of engaging with the audience. 
I think what we've found is just being a little more targeted. So you might have a smaller audience, but if it's a little more targeted, you get a little more engagement as well. So we continue to experiment. Uh, then again, my colleague in India just put on a fintech summit that was a multi-day event with many sessions uh, that was incredibly successful um, over there. Uh, I've struggled, I think, here uh, in many areas. There's been a bit of burnout, but if the content is interesting, if you have very high-quality speakers, you try to keep it short to the point and relevant and not just regurgitating the same old stuff, you can get a good amount of engagement. Right. I think, yes, being original is the key, obviously. All right. So my last question, you know, driving into the point, as you mentioned, I'd like to tell the audience, you know, where they can find out more about what they can get out of AWS if they are a startup or they are an early stage investor, whether that's in the US or maybe if you can hint also to your colleagues around the world at AWS. Absolutely. So we do, I have colleagues around the world, both that are dedicated to fintech or dedicated to startups and venture capital. Uh, so if you are an investor or an investment community, please reach out to us. We also, if you're a startup, of course, we have a website, probably easiest just to Google AWS and startups, and, and you'll get to that page where you'll find a ton of information, including a startups blog, where we feature stories of how our customers are building on AWS. You can also register there to see what upcoming events we have. And then we have a Twitter at AWS Startups. Um, but of course, if you're anyone that's listening, if you need further assist assistance, we always love to hear from our customers or potential customers. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, I'm Catherine Van Eyes. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Catherine, and good luck to AWS. Great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.